Oh, hey there, Megan. Hey, Howard. What is going on this week? Globally? Or just locally here with you? Locally? Yeah. You know, things aren't going great. But I'll tell you what, I'm excited to do a, another episode of Grift, Grift Horse. Horse. Uh, honestly yeah actually oh good yeah i know things are tough out there on a worldwide basis and here in your backyard Mm -hmm. but i bet you've got some great grips going i bet you're avoiding getting grifted sure i am i was gonna say i keep getting phone calls from what's the Rim Forest, California. That's where I've been getting mine from. Well, Rim I, Forest. Uh, Belvedere, New Jersey. But it doesn't seem like wow. Belvedere is spelled correctly. Is that see. real? B e l v i d e r e, New no, Jersey. That looks wrong. All yeah, caps. The, English Aileen is what it says. Is calling me. Oh, English Aileen. English Aileen. All caps from Belvedere, New Jersey keeps calling me. Christ knows about what. I'm not answering. Hell no. Hell no, we won't go to Belvedere, New Jersey. You know, when I was listening back to one of these, we posited the theory that it's like just beginner scammers who just don't have spelling or anything really down yet. And that's really what that would seem to be. Yes, 100%. I mean, hey, I'm not from Nigeria. I'm English Eileen, (laughs) all caps. You know what I mean? Eileen, yeah. English Eileen is calling. Because English is probably what they typed in there to remind them what language to use, right? <laughs> right. Like when you put in your cell phone, like, you know, hairy guy. Or, yeah, yeah, uh, Joey from Tinder or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, speaking of Joey from Tinder, look at these people. Huh. Oh, these people on this list of new Patreon subscribers? That's right. I'll tell you what, I would date all of them. So would I. At uh, the same time. I'm Polly. I'm disgusting. Oh, jeez. Who's Polly? Hmm? Oh, you mean polyamorous? Yeah. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> well, when we do our tour stops in Utah, we'll, uh, we'll hit the ground running. There we go. I want to thank Michael Bailey. Michael Bailey, thank you so much for signing up. Emily S. Emily S. Thanks for joining the family. Maybe it means Emily Scamster. (laughs) (laughs) One can dream. How about John Mazzella? Wow. Thank you so much. Zach Medford. Thank you, Zach. Kyle McGinn. Thank you, Kyle. Mika Sorkin. Mika Sorkin. It sounds like a two live crew song. Dave Richardson. Dave Richardson. That sounds just like a. What would that? What would that? What does that sound you like? You know, he sounds regular American, which right. is a great thing to be for a scammer because nobody suspects you. Exactly. You're not English, Eileen. You're <laughs> Dave Richardson. You know what I mean? English, Eileen. English, Eileen is calling. Pick up the phone. She's gonna scream at you in your native language. <laughs> Uh, and not last but not least, Mr. Jim Dawson. Jim Dawson, thank you so much. Thank you so much for joining us here and uh, keeping us going with these grips. This is fantastic. We're so glad that you've uh, decided to jump on board. Yeah, really appreciate that. Because I tell you what, we have to pay to host the show. We do. Never Co- thought about it. I've That's never, right. before we started doing this podcast, Yeah, I didn't think about podcasts, period. All right? 
I'm not listening to them. I I'm not around them. I couldn't get interested until I said, hey, it's kind of a grift. Yes. <laughs> and then my ears started burning. And uh, they still are. But I think if you provide value, it's not a grift. And I feel like we are providing value. And I guess these people feel that way, too. So thank you so much to them. Yeah. I mean, if you follow our tips, you could be saving hundreds of dollars. You're already saving hundreds of dollars. You personally. Absolutely. Me. Yep. Just from coming over here to tape it with you, I'm saving big money. And I tried to talk a bunch of relatives into Visible. Yeah. And? And The same trepidation that I had, they had it. But then there was an extra level of they're not listening. Right. Because I go, you get this thing visible, it's 40 bucks a month. And then they go, oh, cool. Yeah, I think I want to try Sprint. I saw a pretty good thing over there. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, no, no, you're not. And you're, you're asking, can you hear me now? Right. They can't. Yeah. Yeah. But the more, the longer they continue to visit me and see that I'm having no problems whatsoever, which I didn't again. Uh, With your cell phone service? Yeah, it's fantastic. So thank you again for that. (laughs) No problem. But I did lose money through my phone this weekend. Oh, boy. I was up in Silicon Valley. Motherfucker itself. Uh, My nephew went to Northwestern. Northwestern was in town to play Stanford, opening Mm -hmm. week of football. So the family gets motivated for stuff like that. Yeah. And they all went out there. I have a brother who moved to Campbell. You know where that is? I do. By Cupertino. Yes. Been there. Done that. Used to be a Borders in Campbell. Oh, really? Yeah. So you made money there. Yeah, I made money there. How about Los Gatos? You ever make money there? There was a great borders in Los Gatos. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, that's where I got scammed. Oh, boy. I had money taken out my pocket by a scammer. How so? I was Ubering back to San Jose Airport. Yeah. And they said, six minutes, Michael will be here. And so after about five minutes, it looks like Michael's car is about a block away. Mm-hmm. And he goes, calls me up. And in very hard to understand English, he says that, the app is wrong. He's 20 miles away. 20? Yeah. Okay. So I said, well, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. He says, cancel the trip. Yeah. I go on to cancel. It says charge of $5.20 or something like mm-hmm, that. Mm-hmm. Onus is on you. Yeah. So then I'm like, wait, if I cancel here, it costs me money. Yeah. I go, what am I paying for? You didn't come pick me up. And he's going, he just keeps repeating himself in broken English. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Right. He's basically stalling, I guess. Because if he cancels. Then he's penalized. Yeah, it doesn't cost him money, but there's a cancellation on his rating. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know what? I, I, I don't know what's going on. I'm trying to get to the airport. It's hot outside. Finally, I'm just like, F it. And I canceled. Yeah. So it cost me money. So then the next driver was like, no, 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 no. He goes, that guy, he goes, whatever. He must, he'd something, his plans changed or something. He didn't want to take Right, it. right, right. So he goes, just call him up, tell him what happened, and they'll reimburse you. Mm-hmm. But I thought, before I do that, let me bring it to the master grifter, because this could be a parlay type of a situation. You, th- you want to parlay it into getting even more credit, is what you're I, saying. I'm not saying, like... My natural instinct is just call them up, get the money back. But yeah. then, you know, I don't want to get scolded. You know, I don't want to get reprimanded. Well, this is an instance in which you're 100% in the right. Oh, I am. That's right. What, even, I am in the right. And even if you weren't, I mean, you're talking to a corporation here. Okay. No matter what, you're always in the right. Okay. It doesn't matter if you're in the wrong. All right, this is good. This sounds like it's going where I thought it was going. You know what I mean? Are they going to give you more than the $5 back, though? That is is the question. I doubt it. 
because they're just too big of a well company like uber that's already operating at a complete and utter financial loss with every fiscal quarter they just lose billions and billions and more dollars uh, they're probably keeping it pretty close to the vest at this point you will easily get your money back by explaining the situation okay i feel that all right well if if i can't reasonably expect a quick parlay then I'm but, not, i don't need to go for it i'm fine with just the reimbursement right but i mean if you want to sweeten the pot a little bit and start saying, you know, this is... Uh, I got stranded. I couldn't... I missed yep. my flight. I got stranded. Exactly. This has really fucked up my day. Uh, and honestly, it's making me not want to use Uber anymore. I'm right. thinking about moving to a competitor. Right. Is there anything you can do for me to maybe make me continue to be brand loyal to or, your corrupt organization? Or I go, is there anything you could do to possibly lift my spirits? <laughs> <laughs> You could do that, but I'm sure you'd be interacting with either an AI bot or someone who functionally doesn't speak English, and they probably wouldn't know. Get I mean, the, it probably get, get is the just joke. a text-based. It, it'll, it'll, it'll all be text-based. Okay. I doubt. I sincerely doubt you'll actually talk to a human being. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean that's the way it's going. I yeah. would think so. That's the best way to save money, right there. If they're trying to save money, huh? We'll just have bots do it and not uh, humans. Right. I'm sure they. I'm sure a lot of it is probably AI at this point. Did you? Do you seen the Waymo? Have you ever seen? It was driverless ride sharing. How does that? How is that legal? Well, I pulled up the app because we saw it. I took a picture of the. Tr- yeah, you thing. sent me this the picture. This was in Mountain View. Yeah. And it says that because of the experience of driving around and all that, that's loaded in from all the different vehicles, that each vehicle has a million hours of driving experience okay so basically you get in has this thing on the top that looks like a siren but i guess it's a sensor and then it just starts driving people around town but it can and there's is there no one behind the wheel like just the passengers like you get in and you sit one of you sits in the driver's side one of sits passengers but and it just takes you where you want to go what if it what if it hits well, something I mean, look, or we someone? We had a driver on the way to San Francisco that almost rear-ended somebody. So this right. time it'll it'll be a bot that does it. I just I didn't know that it was legal at this point to have cars that are completely not operated well, maybe, uh, by a human just, being. It's uh, te- just being tested up there because it's Silicon Valley. And because life means less up there, I guess. I guess, yeah. Than it does anywhere else. Well, they're just so fully committed to the robots taking over. They'll right. just be like, yeah, well, that's collateral damage. Of course, some people are going to get killed by Teslas and driverless cars. Right. Well, anyway, that'll open up new <laughs> avenues for us. But so far, Uber, uh, I guess the best I can hope for is to break even, unless I really... Right. I mean, I guess that that is a good point, like opening up new avenues, unless they have. I mean, I'm sure because, you know, uh, Earth is dystopian at this point that they probably will have security cameras inside the driverless cars. Yeah. But assuming they don't, the fact that there's no one operating it at all means that you can fabricate whatever you, you know, you can say something happened that did not. Yeah. And try and milk them for whatever you can milk them for unless there's a lie detector built into the vehicle no that's a good point i bet uh, well it'll be cat and mouse you know throughout the rest of time you know the scammers and the corporation seeing who can grab that dollar (laughs) (laughs) speaking of corporations actually and scamming we got a pretty good email last night 1 a.m 
perfect time to send an email where the subject line is bankruptcy corporate grift conspiracy theory. Whoa, it is perfect. So, so someone's up burning the midnight oil. Burning the midnight oil, thinking about uh, corporate grifts. Sam Varela, friend of the pod. Hey, Sam, what's going on? Congratulations. You are on the air. (laughs) Sent us this email. And honestly, I mean, you know, I think a lot about uh, the cancer that is capitalism and everything. But I haven't really thought about this this much. And so it's really starting the wheels turning. Sam says, "Okay, I had a thought. You know how Topshop went out of business, but now they're coming back? And how American Apparel also went bankrupt, but then popped up online? And same with the Claire's rumors of bankruptcy, but they're still around? Is it possible bankruptcy is a new corporate grift? My understanding of bankruptcy is all debts get covered by assets, which is usually meant closing stores. But in this economy where malls are dying and Amazon is thriving, that's probably a win for the corporations. And then they get to just come back online and with some select flagship shops cutting their overhead. So is this a new corporate loophole? And should I stop myself from buying shiny dresses from Forever 21 on sale because it's just an artificial bankruptcy and there's actually no urgency to the sales? Please, Master Grifters, let me know what you think of this conspiracy theory and tell me how we, the consumers, cannot let the system game us with these, quote, bankruptcies, end quote. Well, that's a super interesting thought. My first question is this. Is the dress cheaper? Are they selling the dress cheaper because it's a bankruptcy sale? Because if if so, then it benefits the customer. Well, everything at Forever 21 is like, you know, 800% off right now because they're really spiraling. Oh, okay. Yeah. So what's, what's the problem? Go there and scoop it. Well, she's saying, <laughs> uh, well, I guess she's she's questioning whether or not she should even support these companies that are just basically grifting us with the false bankruptcies and then oh, pivoting see. to online. I see. And I mean, you know, you're going to know, this is what I say to everybody. Fast fashion is a cancer. It's destroying the earth. Don't contribute at all. Right. I buy all my clothes used. It's usually cheaper even than you could get shit on sale at Forever 21. There's more sustainability to it. Yeah. You don't need to really contribute to this machine. Yeah, the, the clothes already exist. Just right. wear the clothes that have already built. Exactly. It's just like adopting kids. Why, why give birth to children when we already have too many kids? Just but pick w- one up no one wants. I will say, though, though, for people that grew up poor or had to have secondhand stuff, I understand it being more important to them. Like, this is new. Nobody else wore this before. Sure. But what I'm saying is, get over it. Okay. Counterpoint, get over it. Get over it. You know what I mean? What if we make some brand new t-shirts that say, get over it? (laughs) Only if they're made by female slaves in Indonesia will I be cool with that. Because you know I love that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Well, it gives them something to do, right? That's true. I mean, what else would they be doing? Other than not living in indentured servitude. We're one step closer, by the way, to getting our first Grift Horse t-shirt launched. It's probably not a good uh, time to announce that. Right. But we will soon be contributing to the problem. Uh, (laughs) Brand new Grift Horse t-shirts for you. Sparkling. Shipped Uh, directly from the factory. I want to say to Sam, though, once again, it's like they probably will successfully pivot to online online yeah so it behooves you to buy at the lowest price point so i think she should she should still patronize them yeah because they're not going anywhere and then they'll be back selling dresses and you'll need one and you'll go oh i should have got it when they were giving them away right i mean they're still going to be selling the same mediocre yeah uh i was going to say content it's not That's, content, but product. Inven- inventory. Inventory, thank you. Yeah. In the future, just in a different platform. Right. 
But I mean, it is an interesting thing to think about. I mean, she's gave, she gave a lot of great examples. Oh, yeah. You know. No, it's very interesting. Like, how many stores are there in New York City that just say going out of business constantly? Right. right. So, yeah, you feel like it's a scam. What are you guys doing? You're being disingenuous, so I don't want to support you. Well, I mean, it's well, it's just a it's a scam culture now. We got a scammer president. That yeah. guy declared bankruptcy what like four times. Yeah, it's just he rearranged everything. Right. We should probably get into an episode of or a new a hot new issue of Grift, Grift Gazette. Gazette. Megan, I've got a story hot off the presses right here. Okay. It turns out that a Tennessee library has banned Harry Potter books mm-hmm. for being satanic. Yeah. And I wondered if that triggered you. Did you hear, you didn't hear that story? I did not, no. Because, of course, your old scam started, right, with your library not wanting valuable books. Correct, yeah. So I thought, ooh, when Megan hears something like this, does she go, ah, damn, I wish I was, like, doing the road in Tennessee. <laughs> So I can get these probably already tattered copies of Harry Potter and okay. flip them. Okay, good point. What do you mean? There's no re- something like that. Something that's so ubiquitous like that. Right. The Harry Potter series. Right. There's no resellability to that because yep. that's in every thrift store on earth. Okay. There's no demand. No. Well, so there you go. And that <laughs> was Grift Gazette. Gazette. Wow, that's the whole story, huh? Wait, where, why did you why did you think that there would be any grifting opportunities? It was more of a joke. I was like, ooh, the library's getting rid of their books. I know someone who wants them. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, speaking of fire sales, speaking of fire in general, you could use them as fuel. Okay. Okay. Like you know. uh, Pablo Escobar when he burnt the money to keep his daughter warm. Speaking of Pablo Escobar, dude, I got to say, uh, I went in Forever 21 the other day because, you know, I love looking at their novelty T-shirts. Uh-huh. And they have, they're really just throwing everything at the wall trying to see what sticks now. They're grasping at straws. What did I see? I saw a Scarface crop top. Scarface crop top. Scarface crop top, Howard. That's, is- how, that's how far they've spiraled. So it's, it's for your gangster 13-year-old girl? I guess. They're trying to sell a fucking Scarface crop. I thought when I saw the Cheez-Its, uh, the Cheez-Its tube top, I mm. thought you can't, it can't get any worse than this. Cheez-Its tube top. Cheez-Its tube top. Then I see Scarface crop top. Was it look like it was selling? No. Nothing's selling there. Everything is like $2 and no one wants any of it. What, why all of a sudden does nobody want it? Um, I think because like it's target demo is sort of like aged out of it. The people that kind of grew up with it don't want it anymore because it's all garbage. People are trying to buy more things that seem high quality or, you know, unique. Everybody, though? Not everybody. But I mean, the reason why they're failing specifically, they expanded too fast. And honestly, they have too much inventory. Okay. Like when you see the variety of things that they have, it's just fucking insane. It's It's untenable. Yeah. They still have guy stuff? Yes. That's what... Oh, actually, that... Uh, this is probably even worse than the Scarface crop top, but in the guys section, now they have a Showtime shirt. Just the logo Come for on. the Loathsome Network Showtime. Come on. Yes. That I want desperately. Who wants But it's not that? 80% off yet. No one. What are they doing? Showtime? Showtime, dude. What show do you see on Showtime? They're like, I got to rep the whole network. Roadies. Is yeah. that on still? 
Well, I mean, you could probably watch it on the app, considering how much money they spent making this show that was universally loathed. Who was in it? Uh, great, great question. Glad you asked. Uh, Imogene Poots. What? She played the skateboarding roadie. Um, uh. Carla Gugino. Okay. She was like the boss roadie. Was all lady roadies? No, Luke Wilson. He was the fellow roadie. Okay. Uh, there was some fun celebrity cameos. Mark Marin plays someone's uh, uh, AA sponsor. Okay. Intense. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I think Jackson Brown was on it because that's the law. You know. How did you see it? Uh, I watched every single episode of it because I, I wrote about it. Oh, While you, it was airing. Did you have bootleg Showtime or something? Uh, I think at the time, I had someone's dad's cable login. Okay. And what sucks is since, the dad no longer wants Showtime. Ah, so he's gotten rid of the Showtime part of the package. So I can't watch any... I can't catch up on... Uh, he's greedy. He's trying to keep too much of his own money. <laughs> I, thankfully, though, I was able to see all of I'm Dying up here before he canceled it. Oh, really? So... That's good. Rest in power. I'm dying up here. Two richly deserved seasons. Was it just two seasons? Yeah. Sadly. Well, they still got comedians in cars with coffee. They do. Or you do. I do. Or it's on Netflix. I personally do. Right. Well, I have someone's dad's Netflix password. Oh, same dad? Different dad. Okay. This one's Richard. So every time I click on Netflix, they'd ask me if I'm Richard. Yeah, I'm Richard. You want to do another letter, Howard? I'd love to. We got another listener letter. Thank you so much for your letter. Who is this? (laughs) (laughs) Some fucker named Derek, dude. Derek Knox says, hey, Howard and Megan, love the show. Side note, I'd love to hear that. Uh, I was hoping to open up a discussion on the topic of grocery grifts. Do either of you have any go-to tricks for getting over on the big box chain supermarkets? I used to be big into using the self-checkout to weigh all sorts of things, as in bananas, which led to untold savings, especially in the case of overpriced, virtually weightless items like razor blades. A big key to the grift was the fact that you could mute the voice on the computer that shouts out all the items and prices as you scan, making it easy to get away without drawing attention to yourself. I like that. They must have caught on at some point, because they've long since disabled that feature, but it was a glorious run while it lasted. Stay scheming. I like that. That's like in uh, Star Wars, when they tell the droids to be quiet. Be quiet, CG. Be quiet. (laughs) Honestly, yeah, this is some next level shit, dude. I never even, like, thought of bringing any item to the... You know, you always just think, like, other bulk foods. Right, right. But this fucker brought any item to the check stand. He he was factoring in the weight, which is a smart thing to do. That's brilliant. Yeah, Yeah, because the thing about razor blades, they're wicked expensive. Right. So if you put down, say, a bunch of bananas, five bananas with the razor blades... Slip a razor blade in there. Kaboom, kabam, you're done. Mm -hmm. Now, I personally would not do it, and I'm going to tell you why. Really? I was caught shoplifting as a youth. Yeah. And what was I shoplifting? Razor blades. Yep. Why? There was no reason I didn't even need them. I just thought, they're small. Yeah. Let me see if I could get away with it. When you say a youth, how how young? I was in my 14s to 15s. Okay. And I shoplifted many things, uh, out record albums. Uh, How do you shoplift a record album? Uh, in New Jersey, you go in on the dead of winter in a ski jacket. Oh, wow. And you walk in with your arms cheated forward like you're sore from lifting weights. Yeah. And then when you're looking at the album, boom, you slip it underneath, mm-hmm. and then you're already hunched forward to cover 
the corners of the album, which would protrude out of yeah, your Yeah, I was wondering how you could really... Okay. So I got away with that. Then uh, another time we didn't get away with it. I was actually brought to the police station in my hometown. And? Uh, they Mommy called picked my you mother up? at the end of the day, and they yeah. said, uh, your son's a good boy. He was not involved with these other boys. What do you mean they said? Well, how did they? What? I, said, I spun them. I flipped them. <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? I was like, you know, I don't know. I was just in there, and, you know. But they found the razor blades on your person? Oh, this was records. This was a oh, different Oh, this is the record thing. This is records. Okay. The, the razor blades was me just not really paying attention. There was a manager onto me. So he right. just grabbed me, took them, and kicked me out of the store. Sure. Grand Union, Matawan, New Jersey. It's a Bed Bath & Beyond right now. Mm, hate to hear that. That's heartbreaking. In that same shopping center, I had a great scam. Uh... There were this is when lumberjack jackets were popular. Okay. Biggie Smalls used to talk about the lumberjack jacket with the hat to match. Mm-hmm. This was that era, and I thought, what if I went into a store, department store, looked at the jacket as if I was going to buy it. Yeah. Walked around, browsed for a while. Yeah. And then just absentmindedly walked out the door with it. Oh, what do you mean? Oh, you see, like picked it up and then continued, quote, shopping, end quote. Yes, and then just forgot that I was holding it and right. just walked out the door with it. The Winona Ryder defense. Is that what she used? Yeah. Because this was years before her. Yeah. So it worked beautifully for about one to two seconds. <laughs> as soon as I got past the sensors, they just came out and grabbed me. Right. And dragged me into the security office and made me watch all the footage they had of me walking around the store with the jacket. Did you claim ignorance? Claimed ignorance. Claimed ignorance. Stonewalled them. Finally, they just kicked me out. Right. So, in a sense, it was a risk-free shot at a... At a no risk, no reward. Shoplift. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, the record under the, the jacket thing reminded me when I was in high school... Uh, and you could probably still do this now. I mean, you just maybe go to a town where you don't live or something and do it. Um, cause they have security cameras in like the media section, but right. in the, like the CD DVD section of Barnes and Noble, my friend John used to like take a, like a criterion, you know, walk up to the, uh, to the person behind the counter engage them in conversation the more inane the better right just like talk their fucking ear off and while he's talking to him he's clandestinely unwrapping the dvd under the counter so they don't see what he's doing and then he slips it in his pants and then just like pushes the wrapper because the wrapper at barnes and noble at least is what has the security tag on it and why is he doing it right there he's hiding in plain sight yeah and by doing it under the counter, you know at least one person can't see you? Well, I mean, they only have one person working there, oh. generally. Because they're very, I mean, it's a corporation. They don't want to pay more people than they have to. And they can't hear the so, c- crickling of the, the plastic and all that? I don't know. I mean, he did it many times, wow. successfully. That's brilliant. Yeah. There's always... Maybe we're giving them ideas that they could take to other stores, you know? Right. Uh, oh the, yeah, this guy. This guy specifically has supermarket questions. Do you have any yeah. supermarket ideas? Well, I don't know if you heard about my croissant thing. I mean, that's been beautiful. Right. Uh, well, that's just a variation of what he's already been doing. Yeah. Arguably better than you. I think it you're is. just grifting croissants. This fucking guy's got razor blades, dude. Well, but you know what? They don't taste good with butter on them. <laughs> well, a classic grocery store grift. Is the old, uh, you know, you order a sandwich at the deli department, you know, when they make it fresh, walk around the store, eating it, 
and then just push the wrapper behind, you know, a bunch oh, okay, of boxes yeah, on yeah, a shelf. Consume it in store. Used to do that back in the day. Uh, uh, and the places where they, you know, when you buy something and they give you that paid sticker. Yeah. Just put the, just keep the paid sticker. Ah. Go back, put it on something. Reusable. Take it. Uh, and of course, the fruit and produce section, you, that doesn't need to be explained. You can eat any of that stuff. <laughs> well, and also, what I do is I go to the organic section mm-hmm. when I'm feeling fancy. And the only thing that separates the regular produce from the organic ones is the organic ones, you know, like have a specific sticker with a barcode on the it. PLU, yeah. Just fucking clandestine. Have it in your hand. Use one finger. Just scrape that fucker off. Throw it on the ground. It there looks like go. a normal fruit. Then that'll, you're getting it for normal fruit prices. That'll teach you organic grocers to bring us organic food. There you go. But there Thank was you the, for your service. I don't a, want to pay $3 per pound. Yeah. Let's get it down to a manageable price. There we go. Considering bugs ate half of it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to just go deep grift, do it at the farmer, dude. Say like, hey, I'm from uh, Happy Acre Farms in fucking right. Monrovia or whatever. Roll up with a bunch of shit you bought from John's. Pure profit, baby. Well, thank you for that letter. That was Derek Knox. Thank you. And good luck grifting uh, no matter what chain you use, be it Kroger, <laughs> be it uh, Albertsons. Albertsons slash Safeway slash Vons. Yeah. God, fucking cancel Vons, man. I hate Vons. Vons is exploitive of how again? I just, I mean, the, the lines, okay. the endless lines, the price point is right. fucking insane. Everything is three times more than it is anywhere else. I asked my brother, who's a higher up at Trader Joe's, I said, when are we getting self-checkout? Yeah. He said, it ain't coming. That's great. I like that. Why? I mean, because that proves that it's an organization that cares about their employees and doesn't want to replace it with a fucking machine. No, that's very true. Yeah. But. Honestly, sometimes if I just need one thing, I'm not going there to wait online. Sure. I'm going to go robo. <laughs> <laughs> and that was another episode of Grift, Grift Gazette. Gazette. Megan, could you use a chuckle? You know, I really could. It's perfect time then for us to jump into another episode of Grifts and, and Giggles. giggles. Okay, a listener by the name of Adam. Adam, thank you. Adam, thank you. Yahoo. Yahoo email address Adam has. Oh, wow. Wow, still hanging on in spite of it all. Can you save money with one of those? What's the deal? Uh, I think, I mean, it would be sheer, laz- sheer laziness at this point. Okay. Not transferring over. All but, right, he's a Luddite. Luddite, Adam. Uh, just subject line, Griff Songs. It says, Ballad of Weaverville by Kate Wolf is one of the all-time great Griffs and songs. Listen to the end! Exclamation point. Okay. I've pulled it up. All right. Now, I want to give my trepidation. I do another program that has to deal with music. Sure. I'm always going to be afraid of a downtrodden downer track. I'm okay. going to be afraid of low BPMs. All right. I'm going to be afraid of involved storylines if I got to listen too long. Uh-huh. Those are my fears heading in. Let's get a taste of it. Uh, I don't know. Are you going to start from the beginning? Well, you don't want me to start from the beginning? Well, that might... You want me to just sort of cut towards the end? Let's do some middle, middle part. Okay. Uh, I'm on 
YouTube, the picture of this woman is not uh, not promising. Okay. Doesn't seem like you're really going to like it. Seems to be an older white woman holding an acoustic guitar. Okay, and is okay. The name of the album is "Give Yourself to Love." Okay, well, I mean, I have appreciated in the past uh, Carol King, Joan Baez. Okay. Similar, similar vibes, similar whites. Okay. Cheryl Crow on a very drunken night. Cheryl Crow, she slams, man. You're down with Crow. I'm cool. I'm down with Cheryl Crow. Yeah. Okay. Not into Rick Rubin, everybody. But (laughs) (laughs) okay. Let's see what uh, let's see what this bitch has up her sleeve. He said that might be true enough because he gambled all around. It's about a gambler. Okay. She's more in the it sounds like country tradition. Sort of folky, sort of country. I don't know if I'm getting a... I don't know if I can hear it too good. And a lady loves a gambler running loose, running free. I felt a tremble deep inside when I turned around to see. He was looking hard at me. I'll tell you, with nah. one of these, it's almost like I could get it in real time in four minutes. Right. You know? Well, it's a story song. Let's look at the, read some verses? the lyrics here. Uh, okay. She's going to tell you about a gambler. His name's Jim Weaver. Doesn't know where he came from, but gambling was his trade. Uh, okay. So she's setting it up. She's going to tell you about a game. The damnedest one she's seen in all her years. Okay. Uh, some say they've seen him play down on the Barbary Coast. Gambled all around. Uh, Is Barbary Coast the Bahamas or something? It might be. He's a poker man. Uh, Lady loves a gambler. That's why I guess apparently she got like wet when he looked at her. Yep. Um, Juice Newton will tell you that. (laughs) Hearts, baby. Uh, So uh, okay. Uh, Oh, he. So it was in a gold mining town, and uh, this guy. I want to put your synopsis under like acoustic guitar. So, okay. okay, so like it seems like okay, so it's a gold mining town, and this Jim Weaver dude basically took all the gold from the guys by playing poker against them. They never caught him cheating, though they watched him all the while. Never lost a single hand, never lost a dollar, never lost a smile. Uh, she wouldn't rest until she was smiling by his side. Uh, soon all the boys were busted flat. But they still wanted to play, so they asked what was left to gamble. He said he cut high. Da da da. Uh, oh, if if he won, they had to give the town his name. Ah. Okay. And he told my daddy he would bet $10 on the side, and, and it could be my daddy's sink. Oh, okay. So he won her in in a bet, I guess. He won the woman? Well, he told and he told my daddy he would bet $10 on the side, and I could be my daddy's stake if I would so agree. So she was complicit in being involved in being sold I guess. By her father. By her father. Her father bet her because he didn't have 10 bucks. Right. And so the next morning, she rode out of Weaverville as his bride and left the town that bears his name. Um, and a lady loves a gambler. And if he cheats all the same, and no one saw me slip to him, the ace that won the game ah. and gave the town its name. Okay. So she wanted to get the hell out of She's there. She's not a victim. No. Yeah. 
So she might have even brought him in. We don't know. All oh, right. That is a, okay. Yeah, that's definitely right. a song about grifting. Adam, I got to apologize to you. I was tearing into that thing. <laughs> I mean, I certainly don't want to sit around a campfire and listen to some bitch sing it. No, for but, sure. But, you know, I, I agree with the message, I guess. And I could see why dad wanted her out of town if that's the kind of song she was singing back at the Ponderosa. Back at the ranch. Yeah, I can, yeah. See, I can see that. So good riddance to you, young lady. No. Uh, <laughs> It's, it sounds like it ends happily ever after. They probably go town to town, thing, uh-huh. right, and, right. Because uh, no adventures. one's gonna suspect a you know a lady. It's true. That's actually that's a Griff pro tip, dude. People don't suspect a lady. Yeah, there were a lot of souvenir cups at the stadium. I went to Stanford Northwestern game. Yeah, and the old me would have picked a bunch of them up and waited twenty years until they were worth six dollars. Right. So from being on this program, I said that's not my game anymore. Mm-hmm. I'm not in the waiting game anymore with this stuff. Right. I've got my stuff from the 70s. Yeah. I got my stuff from the 80s. You don't, until you're getting rid of the old product, why bring in new? Yeah. You know? Yeah. And also, I mean, that's just, that's the illusion of collectability. We're talking plastic cups? Right. No one wants this shit, Howard. Thank you so much to the new Patreon subscribers. For those of you who are not on board yet, we'd love to see you over there. Oh, yeah. We're answering more questions over there. Yeah, that's going to be real hootenanny. And check out Born Farrell on social media. Mm -hmm. Check out me at Howard Kremer. And we will see you right here next week on on Grift Grift Horse. Horse.